I have a serious question for you. Why is the world of wellness so serious? It's all about discipline, willpower, all work and no play. And to be honest, the focus seems to be much more on how we look than how we feel. These impossible standards can feel like a full-time job, but it doesn't have to. Welcome to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we redefine wellness and create health habits that enhance our life, not overtake it. I'm Chelsea Eithoven, a wellness coach for women with ADHD, late diagnosed ADHD or myself, and your biggest cheerleader. I believe that you can have it all. You can experience a life of fulfillment, joy, and play, along with thriving health and wellness. You can have your cake and eat it too. Why else would you make a cake? ADHDers deserve to experience the feeling of thriving, not just surviving. So together, we'll explore the world of wellness and life in general with ADHD. Don't forget to subscribe and let's dive in. We've got a lot to chat about. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we refuse to hate our wellness habits. And if we hate them, we don't do them. (laughs) Just kidding. But that is what we're going to be talking about today, how to not hate your wellness habits, because I feel like this is so common, the like, just do it mentality. I talk about it all the freaking time, but I have a solution for you that I'm going to share with you today, and I am so excited. So we're going to talk about the hyper-focus of the week, and then I'm going to go into the problem, why a lot of us hate our wellness habits, and I'm going to offer you a solution of how to not hate your wellness habits, and then I'm going to tell you about a little something something that I have been working on for you and I am so freaking excited because it is finally available. I have been pouring my heart and soul into this for quite a while now so I'm just so thrilled because it's been behind the scenes. I haven't really told you guys about it yet so let's go. I'm so excited to share this with you. All right, but first let's get into the hyper-focus of the week, or I guess the hyper-focus of the (laughs) bi-week. If you've been a longtime listener when this podcast was Vibrancy with ADHD, which wasn't that long ago, but I used to do the hyper-focus of the week. And since I've been releasing guest podcasts and I wanted to honor your time and not spend forever, (laughs) I haven't been doing that, but I would start every podcast with a little mini hyper-focus, and really just what it is, it's just something I'm obsessing over right now. And what my hyper-focus is right now is a papaya boat. So, sounds really weird, but I saw a girl on TikTok, her name is Sarah in Yellow, and she's a body image coach, and she made this papaya boat, and it is so freaking good. Now, let me tell you something. Normally, when I see a fruit recipe, I am not a fruit girly, so I kind of am just like, eh, okay, whatever. But this recipe has turned me into a fruit girly, and it's reminded me, okay, I actually do like some fruits, and I've started buying more fruits after this and just kind of experimenting a little bit more. So what the papaya boat is, I eat it as a meal. It's a full balanced meal, right? You take a papaya, you cut it in half, and you scoop out the seeds, which are so strange looking, by the way. I had never had papaya before I did this, or maybe had it already cut up or whatever, but I'd never done this myself. (laughs) But so freaking good. So you cut the papaya in half, scoop out the middle seeds, so then you have almost like a little bowl, right? And I will eat half the papaya at a time. And then you squeeze some lime juice on the papaya, 
Don't skip this step because the lime brings out the flavor of the papaya. I don't know how, but it just makes it so much more flavorful and it complements it so well. So you squeeze lime all over the papaya and then now you have like this little papaya bowl, basically. So you're going to build your food inside the bowl. So what I've done, you can really do pretty much anything, but I put some type of Greek yogurt into the middle. So I love Nusa. That is a brand. It's just a yogurt that has fat in it. And I've realized that I used to hate yogurt and I actually like yogurt that has dietary fat in it because it tastes so much better. So I put the yogurt in it and sometimes I'll do a Greek yogurt. Sometimes I won't. If I'm not doing a Greek yogurt, sometimes I will mix in some protein powder in with the yogurt before I put it in there just for a little bit of extra protein. And then I drizzle on top of it some honey. And then I put my whole jar of peanut butter in the microwave for 30 seconds. And then it's all melty. And I drizzle that over the top. Then I put chia seeds, banana slices. What else did I put on there? I don't remember, but you can put literally anything. You can put granola. You can put any other kinds of fruits you wanted. I liked keeping it pretty simple. But this is so freaking delicious. Then you eat it right out of the papaya boat. And it's a fully balanced meal because you have some protein in the Greek yogurt or if you're adding protein powder to it and the peanut butter, you have carbs and fiber in the papaya and whatever fruits you add. You have some fiber in the chia seeds and you have fat in the chia seeds and the peanut butter and possibly the yogurt. It is just a freaking delicious balanced meal. If you are a sweet person or even if you are like maybe not a fruit person, you might enjoy this because I didn't think I would enjoy it, but it has been such a fun way to get in a balanced meal. So thank you to Sarah for introducing me to this wonderful, wonderful new meal that I am now obsessed with and will surely eat until I am totally sick of it. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about hating our wellness habits, right? So let's talk about the problem, first of all. The biggest issue I see is that We have a really unproductive way of thinking about habits and truly how to improve anything in our life, right? So if we have something we notice that we don't love about our life or our body or our habits or anything like that, we go into fix-it mode. And a lot of times that means that we're like, all right, I just got to fix this and, you know, buckle down for a short period of time. And then once I get to the end goal, I'll feel better and I'll be able to loosen up, right? We have this idea that we can like kickstart things and we try to do this via willpower and discipline and we don't really consider what we want to do in the moment. We're just thinking about what we want in the long term, which makes sense, right? We think it's going to work. And if you've been listening for a while, you know, I harp on this all the time, but And if you've been listening for a while, you might also agree, at least partially, that willpower and discipline isn't working well for most people at this point to try and achieve what they want to achieve. At the very least, I think we could probably agree it doesn't work in the long term, even if it works in the short term. So we may be able to use willpower and have discipline in a short term period of time, but in the long term, it kind of falls apart, right? So 
The problem is, I think many of us don't take into account human motivation and don't even freaking get me started on motivation for ADHDers, right? We don't even have this figured out for neurotypicals. We still think we can just force ourselves to get things done. And when it comes to ADHDers, it's even more so of an issue, right? So we think the way to motivate ourselves is by thinking about the end result, Like, ooh, imagine yourself at the end of this goal. So exciting, right? And you imagine what life is going to be like once you reach whatever this goal is that you have in mind for yourself. So for you, if you're listening to this, maybe that is changing your wellness habits in some way and whatever the outcome is that you want from changing your wellness habits. Now, to be fair, this is motivating in the moment. This will give some momentary motivation and temporary motivation, right? It does seem motivating and it makes sense. So it's easy to fall into this trap. We think that the end result should be enough to motivate us to take the actions on a day-to-day basis because we know it will result in what we want. But in practice, it isn't actually enough. In the moment-to-moment basis, when we absolutely hate our wellness habits, the end result doesn't really matter when we don't want to do the freaking thing in the moment, right? And why is this? Why is it that we fall into this trap of knowing what to do, but just not doing it? Well, in part, it's because of this concept called delay discounting. Now, I heard of this on the Feel Good Effect podcast and in the Feel Good Effect book, which is they're both by Robin Conley Downs. I'm not sure if I'm saying Conley correct, hopefully, but I've been listening to her podcast for a while now. She's so awesome, by the way. I would definitely, definitely recommend checking her out. And so I've been listening to her podcast and I had had her book like on my list of books to purchase for a while. And I saw her book at five below for $5 and I was so freaking excited. I was literally jumping up and down. So I will link it. I actually found it online and you can buy this book for $5 if you're interested. She's just great, by the way. If you're interested in learning about health habits and how to implement health habits. I really love the way she does things, the way she explains things. Her concepts and values when it comes to habits are very similar to mine. In addition, her website, she has so many great, easy recipes. A lot of people want me to make recipes or ask me. I've posted a few recipes and tried to do that for a while but it's just not my thing. Like I'm just not good at food photography, making it pretty. I slap things together, trying to figure out how to tell you the amounts will be really hard because I don't measure a lot of the time. So it's just not my thing, but it is definitely her thing. And she has so many easy recipes that have very few steps that are like instant pot, crock pot, right? Hers are pretty quote unquote clean, but I add like cheese to pretty much all of them. (laughs) But anyways, okay, I promise this isn't a paid ad for Robin, right? But you guys know I like to share the people I enjoy in the wellness space so that you can get some variety and hear from some other people other than me. And I think she has a lot of value to add to this world. Okay, so anyways, the concept that she talks about in one of her recent podcasts and is in the book is called delay discounting. Now I was going to paraphrase and kind of like put it into my own words, but they explain it so wonderfully in the book that I thought I would just read directly what they said in the book to explain what delay discounting is. So I'm going to read you an excerpt from the feel good effect book. So this is a quote directly from the book. 
When you set a goal for weeks, months, or years in the future, you automatically start living for the future. Think about that for a second. It's pretty hard to be present, to focus on what's happening right now when you're constantly thinking about what's to come. What's more, setting future goals causes you to lose sight of those day-to-day actions that actually lead to results. In addition to taking your focus away from what needs to happen today, future goals also can cause you to expend precious mental energy thinking about things that haven't happened yet. More than that, as soon as the goal starts to seem improbable or impossible, the odds of quitting go way up, meaning that the temporary burst of motivation that results from setting the goal evaporates quickly. Psychologists call this delay discounting, meaning that a reward loses the value the further off it is in the future. Here's how delay discounting works. Imagine I offer to give you $100 today or $110 tomorrow. Which would you choose? Studies have shown that people are more likely to choose the $110 option because waiting an extra day is worth the extra $10. But now imagine I offer to give you $100 today or $110 in a month, a year, or 10 years. Studies have also shown that for the majority, the extra $10 is not worth the cost of waiting for it. Delay discounting means that the thing literally loses value the longer we have to wait for them. Our hardwiring toward immediate gratification means that setting far off goals offers an initial burst of motivation, but since it's the day-to-day actions that actually get results, that small burst simply isn't enough to sustain us over time. So that is the problem, this idea of delay discounting, that things that feel motivating in the moment when we are making our initial plan that motivation is not going to hold over the long term. And it's so interesting. I bet you can think of some times that this has happened to you before. I personally can think of many times for myself that this was very true. And also, I've seen some people go through this, right? In particular, recently, I saw somebody do the 75 hard and they were doing their second round and they were talking about how They were really embarrassed because after they finished the 75 hard, they fell right back into their old habits, right? And that's kind of what happens with delay discounting, right? Like you get through the 75 days, but the 75 days was the initial, it was supposed to be the jumpstart, right? After that, you were supposed to kind of stay in those habits or at least keep the results you got from those habits. And the thing is, we have to remember that Whatever we do to get where we want to go is what we have to do to maintain it. That was such a weird way of saying, basically, like, if you are going to, let's just use a very common example, if you are going to use low carb to lose weight, then that means that you're going to have to maintain low carb to maintain your weight, most likely. And so creating things that we want to do in the moment is really important for the long-term maintenance of those habits. Now, if you're listening and you're like, that's not true, right? You're like, no, I definitely do get motivation. There's been times that I've had a goal that's really far off and I've kept the motivation. And I will say, number one, there are always outliers. So I totally believe you. And if that's true for you, that is totally great. And I'm so happy for you. And that's amazing, right? But it is true that this is kind of like, if that is you, you are an outlier of the statistics, And number two, I would ask if those results and that habit lasted after you achieved the goal. So if you wanted to 
run a certain amount of days for a marathon, right? Because you set up a marathon so that you could get into the habit of running. Did you continue that running habit after the marathon? And maybe you got fit for your wedding, right? Are you still eating and exercising in the way you did for your wedding? I can speak for myself and I was doing things that I absolutely hated before my wedding and I definitely did not upkeep those habits like in the same exact way, right? So I'm not doing the same types of exercise and I'm not eating in the same way because it did not spark joy, right? (laughs) Once I learned to do what I'm going to teach you in this episode though, yes, my habits of eating healthy and in a balanced way and exercising did stick because I was doing them in an enjoyable way. And that is kind of the difference, right? And we'll talk about that in a moment. I don't say all this to be a bummer, right? But truth be told, it kind of is a bummer because here we're talking about regular neurotypical humans, right? Not even humans that struggle with executive dysfunction. It's like literally a double homicide for us folks that like struggle with executive dysfunction and we have trouble motivating ourselves as much as the normal human. It's like, okay, well then what am I supposed to freaking do to motivate myself if just thinking about the end goal isn't going to be enough motivation, right? Now, Before you give up because of this huge bummer, let me offer you a solution. There is hope, okay? So I was recently really inspired by a quote from Charlie Kaufman that I heard on TikTok. He's an American screenwriter, producer, director, and novelist. He wrote Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, among many other things. He's kind of just like a creative powerhouse. And it was showing a speaking engagement he did at some point. And the quote that he said that really stuck out in my mind that I literally typed it in my phone was, don't trick yourself into thinking that the way things are is the way the world must work. Like, yes, dude, I freaking love that, right? The way that the world is set up, if the way that things are happening right now aren't working for you, that doesn't mean like, okay, this is simply how the world works. And just because this is the way things have been. That means this is the way things have to stay. We can find or create another way. So if you have been feeling like you hate your wellness habits and this is the way that you have been motivating yourself, this isn't the only way. So how are we going to do this? How are we going to stick to our goals in the long term? And that is by not hating the process. Now, we're going to talk about this specifically with wellness habits, since, of course, that's my jam here, right? Hence the title of this episode. But you can really utilize this in any type of habit that you are trying to cultivate. So how do we do this? Let's talk about the solution and let's talk about what you came here for, which is how to not hate your wellness habits. Because not hating your wellness habits is the key to overcoming that delay discounting and the fact that your motivation isn't going to last very long if you are not enjoying it. And the fact that the end goal is and the end result is not enough to keep us motivated. So the solution. All right. This solution is actually a little teaser of my digital course, Wellness with ADHD. I'm so freaking excited. I'm going to share with you guys a little bit about it more at the end of the episode, but I want to tell you about it real quick right here. So I poured my heart and soul into this course, a year of studying ADHD and understanding ADHD and 
the ADHD brain and how it impacts habits, wellness, motivation, right? So learning about all of these things and then doing lots of experimentation of these concepts and creating methodologies, all of these things, a year of this has gone into the making of the curriculum of this course. Plus, of course, my background in education means that I built the curriculum in a way that I would build a curriculum when I was a teacher, right? And I taught kindergarten. So that means that basically the course is not boring, right? It's not just a lecture style where you're just going to be listening to me drone on for hours. It's really an experimentation-based course. So I'll be giving you some tools to go through your own experimentation and figuring out how to not hate your wellness habits for you. So basically the course guides you through the complete process of essentially not hating your wellness habits. <laughs> In fact, you'll actually probably end up being one of those annoying people like me that say things like, oh, I just love exercise, right? It's just so easy for me. And it's also so easy for me to like eat vegetables and fruit. I don't know. It's just my normal. It's just not a struggle anymore. Like, you know, those annoying people, you may be like annoyed by me sometimes because I'll say things like, I love exercising and it's just, it's not hard for me. And I just talk about how much I enjoy it. I would have driven myself crazy like 10 years ago. I would be like, oh, haha, so cute. You don't hate exercise, whatever, right? Um, and you're like, okay, whatever. She's just a different breed. But it's actually in the process of learning how to shift the habits into ones that I don't hate that I have learned to enjoy it. It's not that I was born this type of person. So anyways, if you want to become one of those annoying people, <laughs> that's what the course guides you through the process of. The link is in the show notes to purchase the course, you, so you can check it out there. And it's also the only way to work with me right now and the most affordable thing I have ever created because I don't want access to be an issue for folks when it comes to this information. I want this information to get out to a lot of people, which is why I priced it in a way that was really accessible. Now, that being said, it is still an intro price, so the price will be going up from where it's at right now. It will still be very accessible always, but it is the absolute lowest price it'll ever be, so keep that in mind. Okay, dang, I got excited, so let's get back on track, right? How do we not hate our wellness habits? You're probably like, okay, give me the good stuff. I want to know. Basically, the way we do this is by infusing one or multiple of the five things that motivate the ADHD brain into our wellness habits. So those five things are play, interest, novelty, competition or challenge, and urgency. So these are things that I go really in depth in in the course and teach you each one and how to infuse them into your wellness habits. But for the purpose of this episode, we're really just going to be talking about play and interest, right? So basically finding ways to bring some fun or finding a way to infuse your individual interests into your wellness habits. And basically, you've got to make the habit enticing in the moment. If you're counting on yourself to be motivated by that far off goal, but you hate exercising or the way you currently exercise, you hate the foods you eat, you hate drinking water, it's going to be really tough. And I have this thought, actually, while I was shopping the other day, I love just like walking around 
any store, honestly. I'm a peruser. I'm a lollygagger. I like to like just walk around and look at all the things. And we can think about it like this. I thought about it in terms of shopping. It was like, what would I buy if I knew that it wasn't going to make me any happier? Does that make sense? So it's like a lot of times we're motivated to purchase something because we think it's going to make us happier. Ooh, I'm going to buy this hair mask because it's going to make my hair look better. And when my hair looks better, I'm going to be happier. We don't really logically think that, but a lot of times that's what motivates us is we think we're going to be happier on the other end. And we think this way with our wellness habits too. We're like, ooh, I'm going to go for a run because when I go for a run, the more runs I go for, I'm going to look the way I want to look and then I'm going to be happier. Truth be told that none of these outside factors actually influence our happiness. We think they will, but truthfully, they won't. So it's kind of like, well, what would I purchase? What wellness habits would I do for the joy of the moment, knowing it wasn't going to make me any happier? This is kind of like an undeveloped idea of mine, by the way. Like I get these little hits of ideas and then eventually they turn into podcast episodes or a piece of content. That one's like underdeveloped. So you just got a little teaser. I'm sure I'll probably talk about it more in the future. Basically, let's get back to what I was talking about. You got to make the habit enticing in the moment. So you may know this in theory and kind of say, okay, I understand this in theory, how to make it enjoyable in the moment, right? But how do I actually implement this in real life? And this is where I was for a really long time. I honestly actually thought if I just kept forcing myself to do the thing, I would eventually enjoy it, right? Because that's what you hear people talk about. Like, you just got to keep doing it and eventually you'll like it. And while that might be true, sometimes um, a lot of times we need to just make some small tweaks and edits to actually enjoy it, not just keep forcing ourselves to do the thing we don't enjoy. Also, because task initiation is really difficult for ADHD. If we hate it, then a lot of times we're not going to be able to get ourselves to start it. So we want to make it enticing in the moment. I'm thinking about right now, again, me and running. Obviously, I used to try to force myself to run a lot. And I thought that if I just kept forcing myself, I would enjoy it. And judging by the fact that I forced myself to run for God knows how long, and the thought of it still makes me want to die... (laughs) That's just simply not true, right? I just am not going to go for a run as a form of cardio anymore because I don't enjoy it. And that's okay. So how do we do this? There are three ways to make the habit enticing in the moment, right? To not hate the habit. Number one, you can pair the habit with something that motivates or interests you. So pairing it with the habit, meaning you do something you enjoy with this habit. Number two, you can reward yourself immediately after or immediately before the habit with something you enjoy. And number three, you could literally switch the habit altogether to something that inherently interests you or brings you joy. So you're probably kind of confused the way that I said those was kind of weird. But so let's look at some examples because I think those are going to kind of solidify for you this idea. And I think hearing how it's actually implemented will help. So I've been using these strategies that I teach in the digital course Wellness with ADHD. I've been using these in my own life, particularly with my work habits, because those are what was still really difficult for me. And in the course of 
six months, these strategies and utilizing these things I'm about to share with you have literally changed my life, especially my work habits. My work habits, it's a total 360. And the awesome thing is I actually enjoy it now. And It's so exciting to me. That's why I'm like so freaking hyped to share this with you. But these strategies are honestly the only way that I got this course finished was by doing the things that I am about to share with you and editing and tweaking my work habits so I don't hate them. (laughs) Because my wellness habits, I already had that part figured out and I definitely didn't hate those and they were pretty easy. But my work habits is what I've been working on for quite a while. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that because I talk about it all the time. So let's give some examples. So the first way uh, that we talked about to not hate your wellness habits, pair it with something you enjoy. So again, I'm going to be giving some examples from my life and these are work specific, right? So pairing it with something I enjoy. I've done this a lot recently because this one is my absolute favorite. So one thing I had a really difficult time getting myself to sit down and do is the editing of the digital course, right? I love creating the concepts. I love recording podcasts. I love recording videos. Um, The editing portion is like tough for me because it's kind of monotonous, right? So how I did this was I paired it with things that I enjoy. So for different parts of the editing where I didn't need to hear what was happening, I blasted music while I was editing. I also have been listening to a podcast, one specific podcast that's like a storyline Um, whenever I edit, that is the podcast I listen to. And I only allow myself to listen to it when I'm editing. And that has caused me to literally be excited to edit this thing that I was not even interested in at all. It's caused me to be excited about it and want to do it because I get to listen to this podcast with this really juicy storyline. It's the podcast, The Dream, by the way. Are any of you guys listening to that podcast? It's so freaking good. Okay, so simple, but again, it's legit helped me edit this entire digital course, and it's helped so much by pairing it with something I enjoy. Another thing I did, and I think I've talked about this one on the podcast before, but I used to struggle to get to my desk upstairs, to get to my office. I would dilly-dally downstairs. I would do things that were easy. I would like clean or find myself doing laundry or dishes or like things that for me are mentally easy to do because I know how to do them, but getting upstairs was really hard for me. Now, I started pairing coming upstairs to my office with my morning coffee. I blended the two together and it was like, all right, you're not having your coffee until you go upstairs. The reward for going upstairs is like as I'm walking up the stairs to my office, I'm taking a sip of my coffee. And I kind of fused those things together And after pairing them together for a while, it's getting over that initial struggle of task initiation. And eventually you'll get to realize like, hey, I don't hate this as much as I thought, or it's not as intimidating as I thought, right? And that will help you kind of get there. Um, One more work-related example is a DMs in the bath. So I will answer DMs when I am in the bathtub and I am such a freaking mermaid. I love being in the bath. I love being in the water. I don't know. It's just so soothing for me. And so pairing answering DMs and answering messages while I'm in the bath, something I really enjoy, has helped me get into the habit of doing this. 
Now, again, I am not sharing wellness examples right now, right? Because I'm sharing ways that I've done this in my own life that are really fresh in my mind. In the Wellness with ADHD digital course, we go very specifically into wellness habits, how to do this with wellness habits. But you can also like infer how to do this with your wellness habits too. So pairing habits that are kind of difficult for you to initiate that task with things that you already enjoy. So bringing them together and doing them at the same time. And this takes a little bit of creativity and it definitely takes experimentation to figure out what's gonna work for you and what's gonna actually motivate you, but it is so worth the outcome. So that's the first way, right? Pair it with something you enjoy. The second option I said to not hate your wellness habits was to reward yourself immediately before or after you do the habit. Now, this is a little controversial for some people because um, some people don't like the idea of rewards because they feel like it takes away intrinsic motivation, right? Which is motivation from the inside, wanting to do the thing just for the reason of doing the thing, not for getting an outside reward. And there's research that supports both ends. I do myself enjoy a little bit of a reward and especially as I'm getting into a new habit, using a little bit of a reward system, again, to help me with that task initiation. Because a lot of times I build it up in my head to be much worse than it actually is. So it's like I just need something to get me into the task. So rewarding yourself immediately before or after could be helpful. So one way I did this was, this actually is a wellness habit, but it's more so about, for me, getting out of the house. So something I wanted to start doing more often was taking exercise classes outside of the house. And this has always been pretty easy for me, but we moved to a house that's pretty out in the middle of nowhere, which means that there is some added barriers. I know it's going to be a long drive to get where I need to go, right? To go anywhere, really. We're like 20 minutes from a grocery store. So I started pairing that habit with a little bit of a reward. So what I mean by that is I wanted to start taking a yoga class on some mornings. So Tuesday morning, I usually take Tuesdays off of work, which has been so wonderful, by the way. But on Tuesdays, I will schedule a yoga class for myself. And every time after the yoga class, I will go thrifting. So because I know that that reward is coming after, it makes me even that much more motivated to go to the yoga class. And truth be told, that's like, Eh, maybe not a great example because I do inherently enjoy going to a yoga class, but that was how I kind of got the habit started was by enticing myself with that little reward afterwards, right? Another way I'll do this, a way of rewarding myself before a habit. So keep this in mind too, for ADHDers, it also can be helpful to reward yourself before doing the thing. So immediately before you do the thing, and that is because if you do something you enjoy, you are getting dopamine in your brain and dopamine is a motivation neurochemical. So you're going to feel more motivation. It's going to be easier to initiate the task or the habit that you're trying to do if you reward yourself before. So sometimes if I am wanting to hype myself up to do some DMs, right, <laughs> which is a hard thing for me to do. I love DMs. Like, don't feel like you can't message me. It's just something I have a hard time initiating myself with, which is interesting because I do love connecting with people. But I will allow myself, I'll set a timer for like 
10 minutes of TikTok or something like that before I go into my DMs. And then that will be my little pre-reward for doing some DMs. All right, so that's rewarding yourself immediately before or after. And the last way to not hate your wellness habits is to change the habit to one you actually enjoy. Okay, so whatever the habit is, let's think about my example of running. You can think, is there something else I could do that would give me the same result? Because the result is what matters, right? You think that you have to go for the run, but what else would give you the same result? And what I've realized is going to a dance cardio class or just turning on my headphones and blasting music and just dancing like crazy just for fun will give me the same result. I'm still getting some cardio in um, and I'm still moving my body. I'm just not doing it in a way I hate or going to a bounce class, which is on those little mini trampolines. That's another alternative to running that is way more fun for me. Another example of something I did this in my own life is meditation. I thought about what is the benefit, what is the result that I want from meditation? Well, the answer to that for me is a little bit more mental peace and presence in my day. So paying attention to what's going on around me, not always feeling so distracted and overwhelmed and like consumed by my thoughts. Well, traditional sit down meditation, like just, you know, not thinking of anything is not only super difficult for me, but like not enjoyable at all. So instead of doing meditation, I could get the same results by doing a dancing meditation, right? Putting on music and just flowing with the music that still empties my brain and brings me into presence or practicing simple presence, right? So not having a podcast or anything going on, but just like listening to my surroundings around me while I'm doing basic chores, right? Or basic things that don't require a whole lot of brain power and really just paying attention to whatever my hands are doing. I actually have a whole YouTube of alternatives to how I meditate. I will put that in the show notes if you wanna check that out. But I can get the benefits of meditation without actually sitting down to meditate. Does that make sense? So I hope that this was helpful for you. I tried to kind of shove a lot of information into one episode, but I hope that this was helpful. And, you know, truth be told, I can talk about this stuff for days, but I'm trying to shorten up the podcast and not have it be super long. So to wrap up... A big problem we have with wellness habits is that we think we are going to be motivated by the end result, and therefore we are just trying to force ourselves to do habits that we really don't enjoy and that we actually hate to get the result. But that doesn't work because of that concept of delay discounting. And remember, delay discounting is the fact that the farther away the reward is, the less valuable it actually is in our brain. And so the solution to this is by not hating the process and by actually picking out habits and shifting our habits so that we have some dopamine in there and we actually enjoy them. And the three ways to do that is by pairing it with something we enjoy, rewarding ourselves with something we enjoy either immediately before or immediately after the habit, or changing the habit altogether 
to something that we actually enjoy doing that gives us the same result. Now, some of you can take this information and just run with it and you're like, yes, I have so many good ideas. I'm gonna jump in now and go. And if that is you, I say go little rock star, go on and run and be free and go out there and enjoy your wellness habits. Yay, I'm so happy for you. Let me know how it goes. Um, And some of you, you might want some more guidance and details and like more information. You might be curious about my process of changing habits, particularly wellness habits. If that is you, I freaking got you, boo, okay? In the Wellness with ADHD digital course, like I said, I actually take you through the five things that motivate ADHDers and teach you how to infuse them in your wellness habits and take you through the experimentation process for yourself to figure out what's really gonna work for you because I gave some examples from my life and I give you lots of examples from my life in the course too, but what's gonna work for me is gonna be different than you because we have different interests and different things that make us tick. So the concept we talked about in this podcast is essentially what I'll guide you through doing yourself and the implementation of it in the course. And you'll also learn my signature methodology for creating habits, the one small step method. Like I said, this is the methods that have literally changed my life and that is not an exaggeration. These methods have helped me implement so many new habits, working regularly, taking regular walks, getting out of the house, morning journaling, like I said, getting upstairs to my office on a regular basis. I have used these for so many things that now I don't even think of them as like difficult. They're just part of my regular life. And again, being one of those annoying people that's like, exercise is just easy. Drinking water is just easy. Eating in a balanced way is just easy, right? That is what this course takes you through the process of doing. So if you're interested, the link is in the show notes. Definitely check it out. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. But even if you don't, I so appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening and shoot me a DM on Instagram and say hello. I'm part-time wellness on Instagram and I'll be so happy to hear from you guys. I hope you have an awesome day and I'm super weird and never know how to end podcasts. So I just ramble. Okay, bye.